my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 235, sweetie. Can you believe it? I cannot. I can't believe it either. Um, Zen Parenting Radio. Uh, it is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom, that's you, sweetie, and a logical mm-hmm. and practical dad, that's me. We discuss transformational wisdom, everyday challenges, and pop culture to encourage laughter, self-awareness, and empathy. We have three daughters, ages 7, 10, and 12, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And always remember, sweetie, that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Got that? I do. I got it. I think I should turn that up a little bit. Got it. Um, so we're going to have a big announcement here in a second, but I want to give the, our listeners uh, an idea of what we're talking about. I'm going to say I wrote down a quote of you being a mom this week that I'm going to share. You wrote down a quote of me being a mom this Are week. Are you what talking to the girls? Oh, a quote that I said to the girls. Yes. Okay. Um, hopefully that'll make some sense. And then I had some setbacks this week that I want to share with our listeners. Okay. And maybe we'll talk about our our little challenge that we had last week together. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But first, we have a secret that we want to tell everybody. But it's not a secret anymore. (laughs) It's not a secret, sweetie. What is the big announcement for our business? What's my music? Where's my music? Oh, that one. Oh, forgot about that. Here we go. Let's keep this going and... Get it kind of low, though. Is that better? Yes, even though that is not the best Motley Crue song. Actually, it is. It fits our announcement much better because Todd and I have launched a campaign on Kickstarter. What campaign? What is Kickstarter and what campaign, sweetie? So what this means is Todd and I... how, How long ago? Two months ago? Three months ago? Give or take. We decided... We wanted to do something live. Yeah. Because there's people... You got to turn that down more. How about I just turn it off? That'd be great. (laughs) I love you guys. Love you, Tommy Lee. Um, Todd and I decided that we love doing this show and we love talking to everybody, but we want to be with everybody. We We want to do something live. So we have decided to create a Zen Parenting Radio conference. It's called Zen Parenting Radio's Conference with People We Love. There we go. Thank you. What is this all about? And why this is a big deal is because it's a huge undertaking. Yes, it is. We are, you know, now that we've kind of gotten into this and we've figured out what this means and and how much time and energy and people this is going to take, we decided to launch a Kickstarter campaign. What is Kickstarter, you ask? It's a um, crowdsourcing. A crowdsourcing where we can find vendors for this conference. We can find sponsors for this conference. We can also get participants, meaning you can get your tickets early to this conference. Right. And we can also make it possible for people who can't attend but love the idea, give them an opportunity to donate. To support us. To support us, to back us. So – Obviously, we're coming to our listeners first yes. because you guys know who we are. You know what we do. And hopefully, you know, Todd and I for years have been talking about doing a retreat 
a getaway retreat, not a virtual one, but a real one for couples or do something for parents where we invite people into Chicago. And this is our first opportunity to do something live with as many people as we possibly can. As many people as we can get to show up. So if you've been wanting to come to Chicago mm-hmm. and or Wonderful you already city, live here, it's a great city. Or if you've been wanting to get your partner away for a weekend and you want to focus on something important, which is basically what we talk about on the show, this is your chance. When is it? So this is March 11th and 12th, which is a Friday and Saturday. So it starts on a Friday night. Of 2016. Of 2016. And it's an all-day Saturday event. So Friday night and all-day Saturday, and then it ends around 5, 5.30 on Saturday. So you could head home after that. Now, here's the thing. This is not just Todd and I. Mm-hmm. Todd and I are doing the pre-conference workshop on Friday night, and we'll be obviously there for the whole thing and maybe do some more speaking on Saturday. But we've invited our friends in to speak to our group to our for our conference. What friends? Our first speaker is Dr. Shafali Sabari, author of The Conscious Parent, one of Oprah's favorite people, and just a really not only an amazing speaker, but someone who has a wealth of knowledge about what it means to be a conscious parent. Yep. I mean, she really if you've never seen her speak before live, you got to take this opportunity. And we've had her on the show before. We've had her on the show. I think most people who listen to the show probably know who Dr. Shefali is. Our second keynote speaker is John O'Sullivan. And John, we've also had on this show. He is the founder of the Changing the Game Project. Project. And he is also an author. of Right. And his message is... um, you know, youth he, sports, youth sports, and the idea is to uh, put the fun back into sports for kids. His contention, and I agree with, and we've had him on the show, is uh, parents and coaches many times, not all the time, take the fun out of sports, and it's about giving fun back to our kids. And why do we need to do that? Because children get a ton out of sports when there's integrity in sports. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing with sports is we're making it all about being the best in competition and we're losing, you know, it's kind of like uh, what's one thing that John O'Sullivan says is everybody says that sports builds character. Mm -hmm. But if you are engaged in sports and the people around you have no character, you are not, yeah. It's hard to get it. It's hard to get it. So that's our second speaker and tell him about our third. Our third is uh, one of my favorite guys, John Duffy. I heard him speak a few months ago. We had him on the show. He's the author of The Available Parent. So it's, you know, Dr. Shafali is the conscious parent. Sweetie, you're the self-aware parent. Yep. John Duffy is the available parent. And he is very good at what he does. He's a regular guest on the Steve Harvey show. Uh, he's just a really fun, relatable guy. Go ahead. And I think he talks more about pre-adolescent, adolescent, and the teenage years. Right. And why Todd and I really appreciate that is even though we're definitely getting into that stage, so we talk about it too – we're talking about, you know, early childhood, elementary school years, how to form that connection. And he talks about how to maintain that connection and why it impacts, because he has a son who's 19, yeah. why that impacts your ongoing relationship with your child into adulthood. And he also works with teenagers. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a, a therapist. Yep. And so he has kind of that, you know, for everyone who says, oh, yeah, what you guys say is great for elementary school, but it doesn't work teenage years. He's your guy. He's your guy. Yeah. So that's what we have so far. We don't want to stop there. No, gosh, no. That is the beginning stages of this conference. And let me tell you guys, this is not a maybe. Mm-hmm. We have our, this is We're going all in. to happen. We're all in. Yeah. So you can, you can make this commitment, know mm-hmm. that we've made the commitment. We have the location. 
It's at the Westin in Lombard, which for those of you who are not from Chicago, it's right outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would come into Chicago and yeah. it's and it's actually we did that on purpose because sometimes the city of Chicago can be a challenge. Yeah. Where right outside of the city, it's easier parking, mm-hmm. easier access, closer to the airports. So that's that's where it's going to be, and it's a gorgeous location. Yep. Um, a lot of legwork has gone into this <laughs> moment that we have right yeah. now. Yeah, and not to mention creating the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. For, the, for anybody who's done crowdsourcing before, you know, but it's a lot of work to figure out what you're doing, what you want to offer, what we're going to offer back to you, because it's not just about giving us money. Mm-hmm. It's about... It partnering with us and you get something out of it too. Yeah. And so if it be that you become a vendor or a sponsor for the for the conference or that you get your ticket. Yeah. And what we're offering you in this early stage is not just a ticket, but a VIP ticket. Yeah. Or we're offering you early access and because one of the things that we haven't mentioned is Dr. Shafali is our first keynote speaker, but she was also kind enough because she's a good friend of ours to offer a breakout session. And not everybody can be in this yeah, breakout session. it's a smaller, session. intimate group. So if you can jump on this early, mm-hmm. you not only get to be at the full conference with VIP seating. Secure your spot. You can secure your spot with Dr. Shafali. So there's many pieces that you're going to definitely want to read about on our Kickstarter campaign. And we are so thrilled to have an opportunity to be with people, obviously, from the Chicago area that maybe we get to spend time with already, but to have an opportunity to have people who are from all over the United States and Canada and wherever you listen to come into the city, um, come into Chicago and enjoy this city, first of all, but also to be in a place of like-minded people. Build a community. Build a community in this connection and realize you're not alone. I I can speak from personal experience that before Todd and I started doing the show, I'm talking 10, 15 years ago, this mindset that we had, I always felt kind of alone. Mm -hmm. Like I would talk about things we were doing or thinking and people would say, well, that's crazy. If you feel like you're in one of those situations, I want you to make a commitment or the best effort you can to come to this conference. Yeah, there's something magical that happens when you're in a room with a group of people that are like-minded and are moving towards the same goal, which is be the best people we can be, be the best parents we can be, and so on and so forth. And change the world with our own self-awareness and what we're doing within our own families and learning from each other. That's the thing about this too, is bringing in all these speakers. And again, we've told you who's coming so far, but we're hoping to have more. Bringing in all these people, we all get to learn from from each other, not only the speakers and the participants and the vendors and the sponsors. We really want to create an opportunity for everyone to take as much as they can out of two days. So for Kathy and I, this is ex- completely thrilling, completely exciting, completely, for me, fear-inducing. <laughs> it's out of the box, man. Because we, you know, we're we kind of signed on the dotted line with these speakers and with the hotel, so we are in. And um, it feels right. It does. It's yeah. time for us to. Um, and I love the fact that we're taking a risk. We're yeah. taking a big risk. We have no idea how it's going to go, but we have a feeling it's going to go really, really well. Yeah. So um, uh, the Kickstarter link will be on our show notes. Yep. We're going to share it on our Facebook page. And you may have already received our newsletter yes. because if you have gone to Zen Parenting Radio and subscribed, you got our newsletter explaining Kickstarter, this campaign already, and you maybe have already clicked and looked at it. Yeah. So if you have not subscribed at Zen Parenting Radio yet, now's the time yeah. because this is the crazy thing about Kickstarter. It's only 30 days. 30 days. We have 30 days to raise money. What's our goal? Uh, $15,000. 15000 
smiles and, and smackers. And that's not covering everything. No, that's, that's just allowing us to cover the pieces that we need to cover so we can keep moving and forward. And it'll give us a litmus test of what type of reception this will get us. Because so. we're bringing in some of the best of the best. Yeah. And so this Doesn't is get much yeah. better than Shafali and John O'Sullivan. And we have some other ideas of bringing more speakers on, but it's. It's contingent upon how many people we can get to sponsor, register, support, everything else. And be, you know, be willing to participate. So um, so if you listen to um, our conversations with people we love, where we interview people, you may have some ideas of some other people we want to bring in, mm-hmm. some people we've already talked to, but we wanted to get this campaign going first so we could ensure that these people get what, you know, mm-hmm. They should be paid and also so we could make sure that we could make this all a reality. So this is the time. Partner with us. Back us. Um, Or, you know, don't even think about I'm doing this for Kathy and Todd. Do this for you. You know, make this make this something that you do for yourself, your own self-care, your own um, ability to connect with other people and um, to do something great for yourself in 2016. And part of the reason we wanted to do this so far out is so people had plenty of time to plan because some of the conferences that I go to, I register a year ahead of time Mm -hmm. because then I know that that's something I'm going to do. And it's something that, you know, I can manage financially and so child care, child care, you know, making sure that that's something that I can do for myself and be, have peace of mind about it. So, yeah. And, and my take is, um, you know, we have been doing the show for four and a half years now, and we feel like we have a good enough crop of listeners to kind of ask them to engage with us at this exciting event. Um, yeah, I, it's really kind of a plea to support us because, it's something that we believe in very strongly yeah. and uh, hopefully it feels right to, you know, the podcast is free with the exception of a few spots that we put into our um, podcast uh, talking about our partners that are awesome, by the way. Um, so, you know, we've kind of been doing this for free for a long time and now we we don't want to make any money on this. We want to cover costs. <laughs> yeah, this is like... It's a- not a money-making adventure. I mean, if that were to happen, that's great, but I just want to cover costs. Yeah, we just want to make sure that this can be something that we're, we're having such a ball already working on it. So we already know that it's, it, it feels right. It's been in complete flow, but you know, we want to make sure that this is something that we can do next year and then maybe even do again the next year and make this something an consistent. annual event. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the links, it will be much more, uh, the explanation will be a lot more clear as far as how you can, you know, get invested and, and support, support and, and back and, and all that. become involved. And the last thing I want to say is that one thing that when Todd and I were brainstorming this idea so many months ago is this is not going to be an average boring, you know, conference where you're going to have to like have 10 Red Bulls to stay awake for it. This is going to be really fun and we're going to have music and we're going to have maybe some children mm-hmm. and we're going to have and when I say children you don't need to not yours but we're going to have some people talking to us who are really wise and have a lot to teach us and so I just want you to know that I think you will be I'm already thrilled yeah. by the possibilities and that I think this will be a really inspiring couple of days for you. So please consider supporting us in any way you can, whether that's you can't come, but you want to support us um, financially, financially, or if you can register for the event, or if you have a business or you know of a business that might be interested in sponsoring or being a vendor in the room, 
um, we're looking for help in every direction that we can get it from. Right. Because one thing I'll say about the vendorship, if you are a vendor, we made one of the things we really wanted to do is make sure the vendors were in the main room with us Mm -hmm. because we want to make sure our vendors are seen and heard and people can spend time with them. So if you sell something or have a business or something that you want people to really get their hands on, you are in the main conference hall. So we can't take that many. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm telling you that is if you know you want to do this, do it now. Yeah. And if your audience is people that are looking to evolve and grow consciously and be great people and be great parents, this, is, th- the this time. is your audience. This so, is your audience. Speaking of partners, sweetie, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, they're our first partner. For the show, yes. Dr. Kelly, um, she's from the Tree of Life. We just saw her at the parade, as a matter of fact. Yes. Um, the number is 630-941-8733, and it's chirotree.com. All right. So topics were a little light on, let me read this real quick. This is what I have. I haven't read this since I wrote it down last week. Oh, great. It says when I, oh, this is about one of our kids uh, not waking up in the morning after you woke them up. Oh, yeah, okay? I know what you're talking about. You said- Oh, so this is a quote from me. From you. Okay, let me hear it. What When I, I wake you up, it's time to get dressed. It's not time to blame mom. Oh, <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then she said, because Julie has to get dressed too. She was dressing Julie. Okay. Okay. So what you're talking about is our daughter, I woke her up and then she, I don't remember. I thought you were talking about our other daughter who didn't get up and said that I should have woken her up. No, no. Well, that happens all the time So give me more context with this because I have no comment because I I don't remember. I think it's, um, she, uh, I think that she... um, said, I think I may have actually screwed the quote up because I think it was when the one daughter said that you should have woken her up. So, so my youngest daughter who has Julie the doll, she needs to get her dressed before she comes down for breakfast, which sometimes takes a long time. Yeah, I think the situation you're talking about is when I woke up my other daughter and woke her up. I said, give me a thumbs up. She gave me a thumbs up. I started getting ready. 15 minutes later, she yelled down, can I take a shower? Oh, yeah. That and was I it. said, honey, it's time for breakfast and we got to leave in like 20 minutes. And she said, you didn't wake me up. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't come down. Yeah. And I went upstairs and said to her, I did wake you up. I don't remember that you may not remember, yeah. but I did wake you up and it is your responsibility mm-hmm. to know what time it is and to know what time you need to get up and to look at the clock and know that it's 7.30 and that a shower can't happen, what you're really doing is you're yelling down to me so you can blame me for your inability to take a shower right Right. And I think a lot of parents would be like, oh, I'm, you know, be apologetic for that. And there was no reason for a parent to be apologetic in such a case. So sorry, I mixed those two stories up. Well, and, and why that's important is that the thing that I say to the girls, very similar to all the other conversations we have with them, is... First of all, I can't be in charge of you getting fully ready in the morning. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to take responsibility for once you're woken up, here's the steps you need to take. And you can't say, I can't find my shoe, mom. This is your fault. Or you can say that, but do you realize you won't get any further? Sweetie, what about when they go through their folder as you're leaving the... 
out the door to go yes, to school. That's always my favorite thing. Um, when they are, I we have a conversation. One of kind of the, the it's not really a rule, but we our strong suggestion is go through your folders at night. Yeah. Obviously, while you're doing homework, but then go through everything that needs to be signed or done. Right. This is usually on a Sunday night. Yeah. And so by on Monday we don't need to worry about it. And sometimes we're walking out the door. And they'll have you be signing. And they're like, stuff. wait, can you sign this? Right. Oh wait, did you read this? Right. And I will explain. I, I will sign this, but these things I can't even look at till later. Right. So if you're turning it in late, it's because – and why we're explaining this and because I know we're speaking generally is a thing that people ask us about a lot are consequences. Mm-hmm. And what I want to help my children understand rather than create like out of the blue consequences of you didn't have me sign this, therefore I'm taking away your phone, right. which makes no sense – the co- there are natural consequences to your behavior. If you do not look at your clock and see what time it is and recognize that it's time to get in the shower now or that you're not going to have an opportunity to take a shower, then you then this is what happens. You're going to end up being late. And that there's – instead of having to yell and make sure they understand because I'm mad, mm-hmm. they can experience for themselves – well, mom, you were supposed to, you know, read this note before I went to school, but now we don't have time, so I can't. Right. So there's no me against them. It's just the way it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think the thing I don't want to set up with my kids is you are fighting against me right. or I am fighting against you because we're not fighting against each other. We're on the same other. team here. We're on the same team. But if you don't do A, B, and C, then I can't do D, E, and F. Right. So we have to be – and vice versa. Yeah. You know? First things first. First things first. All right. Um, so this um, – I wanted to talk a little bit about what's been going on with me and this is more of a – I don't know, just kind of – Clear it, just giving us some listeners some insight of me, okay? Me, me, me. It's all about me. I gotta be me. So I had a bad week last week of work. Yes. Um, not my nine to five job. It's I manage these apartment buildings. Landlord. Landlording. Todd stuff. wants a landlord award. <laughs> <laughs> and um so two things happened. Without getting specific, I just had some pretty big issues that popped up at the apartment. Plumbing. Buildings. Plumbing I issues. Plumb. <laughs> You're a plumber. You, you plumb, plumb, right? And um I've kind of felt this heaviness um yeah. since then. And and it's because of two reasons. So Do you I still hope, feel it today? I, I'm still feeling it. Oh. Well, because I'm still dealing with it. I got oh. a text this morning. So it's two different layers to my issues. One is and the most obvious one is every time there's a problem, the only thing that fixes it is usually money. Like plumbing issue, you got to call a plumber. Cha-ching. And it's not like the 100-hour kind. Like this was significant plumbing mm-hmm. issues. So it's like hundreds, thousands. sometimes thousands of dollars. So I don't like losing money. That's the one thing. And then the other thing is my residents sometimes um, complain to me. They get mad. And I'm not really good at receiving when people are disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, feel like now I know that this is not truthful, but there are times when I feel like I'm a poser. And what I mean by that is I talk a good game of meditation and just go with the flow and it's really not that important. But the minute that I get certain curveballs, now they are significant. It's not like it's a teeny thing. I... Um, I beat myself up and then I feel like sad for myself and it's because I'm losing money and it's because tenants are disappointed in me. And I just want to admit to you and to the listeners that I struggle and I feel like sometimes 
I shouldn't struggle because I talk this game of meditation and go with the flow. And um, the reason sometimes I feel like I'm a poser is because all these tools, all these resources that I've been able to bring into my life, um, when the rubber meets the road, sometimes I either don't use them or I don't integrate what they are. So um, I just say that story because I want people to be able to relate to me. Um, because usually we're in this happy, good, jolly mood on this podcast. And right in this moment, I'm struggling through something. Well, I think there's a issue here that you're assuming that because you do meditation and, you know, look at the world as positively as you can and try and practice self-awareness that when a challenge comes that you shouldn't be challenged. And I think that's a misperception. But I want to get through the challenge. But you're not through it yet. It's still happening. I know, but it's been going on since last Thursday. Right. And there are, but there are people who I think something that's so important and I think you know this, but you just don't like the feelings that you have. So you're, you're like, I shouldn't have these feelings. I think the thing that we have to understand is we can notice the good in the midst of a negative feeling. Yes. That instead of saying, I'm having a negative feeling, therefore I'm a poser Mm -hmm. because I talk about having good feelings Mm -hmm. is completely not it at all. I know. Um, That really when we are challenged, we accept the challenge, meaning we uh, not accept it like, oh, I can't wait to take this on, but we accept that we're having a challenge. And when those feelings come in, we breathe them through. Right. Now, one of the things you said is I'm not using my tools. Well, and so that's and, a different thing. I mean, thing. I'm going to yoga. I'm still meditating. So, yeah, I feel but like- But it's not help. Like, I want to be through this. Right. And I'm not through You're it. Like through the it. The thing I keep on saying to myself, and this is from uh, the Headspace app, is one thing that um, that Andy, who runs the app- it's a meditation application. Um, he says, you can't eliminate anxiety. And I have anxiety or worry about yeah. people disappointing me or me being um, me losing all this money. You can't erase it. You can't undo it. No. But what you can do is change your relationship with it. Correct. So Acceptance. I keep saying that to myself over and over and over again. So I want to accept the anxiety that I'm feeling, but um, but. I feel like if I could do that, then I could move on and be happy. But see, and, and I have this blanket of heaviness on me that I want to shed and I cannot. Because you want to go, you want it to be black and white. Yes. And I think the thing that Andy's trying to say is accepting anxiety doesn't mean then you won't feel the anxiety. Right. It means you no longer say to yourself, I shouldn't be having this anxiety. And do you I, see the difference? But I am saying that to myself. I am saying I should not be having this. That's and the that, problem. And You're not wrong. accepting it. That's the essence of the problem. When fear comes, which it does for me a lot, and I have anxiety too, but I have a lot of fear, the best thing I can do is accept the fear mm. rather than say or feel or have this belief system, unconscious belief system of I shouldn't be having this fear. Does that come in? Of course it does. I'm human. So I'm like, oh, I want to push that away or I shouldn't be having it. But once you accept it, it no longer has power over you. But I feel like when I, and this is more like personal stuff between you and I, but I feel like I don't want to, uh, you can accept it. And then one thing that helps you process it is you say it out loud. Correct. And I, I said this to you, I'm struggling with the buildings today and this is why. Right. And But I don't want to burden you with continuing to say it over and over again. So since then, I've kind of like kept it inside. Okay. 
And um, because I just don't want to keep on saying I'm still feeling heavy because of the buildings. Well, I think the work is, is are you telling me so I take it or are you saying it out loud to process it? Because I don't plan- I don't want to give it to you and well, I don't think you'll take no, it. No, I don't plan on taking it. But don't you think if I keep on saying over and over, oh, I got this nasty text from my tenant here, um, I just kind of internalize that. Hmm. And I know that's not healthy, but I also don't want to, like, why be a, why be a Debbie Downer? Why don't you? T- <laughs> Why don't- I feel like that's who I would be if I continued to. Well, then what the acceptance part part is, and what the tools are, is you have to balance it mm-hmm. because you. What we have to be cognizant of is that you're having the anxiety, but you have all this awareness about what's real about life. And anytime you come to me and you're worried about money when it comes to this kind yeah. of work, my f- first thing that I usually say to you is it's not real. Meaning, yes. It's real that we have to um, make sure that we have enough to pay our bills and we have to make sure that we have enough for food. But you're worried about these like numbers on a page that, sure, it'll affect a bottom line. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to be out money. It's like I think about people who their basement floods and they end up spending $10,000 that they didn't expect to spend and they may have to – figure out a way to pay that off. And I'm not trying to simplify it or say that it's super easy, but if you accept that this is where you are and that, yeah, that money is, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Then you're no longer, you're trying to hold it and control it. Well, I I want things to go according to my plan. And my plan is not to have any problems. (laughs) And that's silly. And I've said on this show is, the essence of the stress of human nature is that we have a plan and it doesn't go according to that plan. So we swim upstream and fight against that plan. Right When life doesn't go according to plan. I know this. I'm saying it out loud. I know that things don't happen the way they you have them planned out. Yet when they don't happen the way I have them planned out, it throws me for a loop. You suffer. I suffer. And let's let's discuss what a plan is. A plan is something we created in our limited thinking yeah. about how we think things should go. And why that's so and I'm going to use crazy just to be, I'm not slamming anybody because I do the same thing. I create plans. But do you think you're alone on this earth? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can create a plan and everything is going to go according to the way your brain structured right. it? Of course not. There are so many external factors, which that scares the crap out of people. Right. But let's look at it instead that especially what's so beautiful about your age and my age and everybody who I think listens to the show is we know that things happen and we move through it. Meaning when you're nine or Mm -hmm. seven or five or 10 or 12, big challenges come and it's scary because you don't know if you'll move through it. You've never had that experience. At 43, we've been here a million times. And yet I'm still stuck. Well, you're not stuck because you're talking about it. Stuck means you're unconscious. So I want to say two more things. Okay. And then we can move on. One is, um, I, and this is like a cellular memory thing or whatever, but when one of my, I don't want to say weaknesses, I want to say one of my characteristics okay. or one of my triggers is disappointing people. Right. And I, my heart or my brain, I don't know which one, maybe you could tell me, does not distinguish between this tenant who's disappointed in me and you who's disappointed in me. Like Uh it affects me the same way. Sure. And that's messed up. No, it's... Because if you're disappointed in me, that should affect me a lot more than if one of 10 different tenants is disappointed in me. Yet I I treat them with the same uh, gravity... Either way. Isn't that messed up? 
No, because what's happening is not real in the present moment, meaning it's a trigger. So what's happening in your body is you're having, like you said, a cellular memory of I disappointed someone. So all these feelings come up about the fears that you had as a child yeah. when you're disappointing someone. So your your body, I mean, sometimes there may be more of a, I'm going to put more emphasis on making sure everything's with Kathy, or okay with Kathy or the kids or, you know, my sister or, you know, my good friend versus a tenant. But the initial feeling is exactly the same because it's not in present time. When you are triggered, the definition of trigger mm-hmm. is that something old is brought up in you. Right. So when I become afraid, mm-hmm. it what the feelings that I have or the anxiety that you have is an old, uneducated, un, uh, immature feeling. I'm not saying you're immature. I'm saying the trigger is from childhood. I feel like I should, now I know this is probably an error, but I should, you know, I, I think mathematically differently, my mm-hmm. logical and practical dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I should almost have a chart of things that I should worry about. And what I mean by that is if you or my daughters or my dad or my sister are struggling, that should affect me more than some random business thing that really in 10 years isn't going to matter at all. In like two weeks. In like two weeks. Right. So I just feel like I should have something visually to look at. So when something does trigger me, I look at where it is on that on that point. Like zero means I could give two whatevers about it and a 10 would be my gosh, this is my world because you and my daughters are my world. But see, then what you're trying to do is live your life in your head. I know. Because you're trying to make an emotional experience a logical experience. I know. And I'm trying to think my way through this. So the work you need to do right now rather than think your way through it is to breathe and release and go not – I need to change my thoughts because here's something that's so important, Todd, and this is not just for you but for everybody – when yeah, we, for everybody, just insert your own challenges into this, this discussion. analogy. When we try and change our thoughts with our thoughts, we're trying to create a solution with the same problem that created the problem. Right. Does that make sense? What does Einstein say? You can't solve a problem with the same mindset mindset brain. that you had when the problem was created, meaning you're trying to out-talk your own brain. You want to know another trick I do? What? The other trick I do is I know that 99% of the world would love to have these problems okay. that I'm having. Okay. And I feel guilty because of it. Like I know that friends are struggling through serious things, whether it's relationship, whether it's a sick child, whether it is other huge things. Mm-hmm. And I know that these things I'm worried about are silly. Well, no, because you're having feelings. So what you're trying to say is I'm silly for feeling this way and you're not because pain is pain. What those kind of things may be able to help you with is give you perspective. Yes. Perspective is important. Like that is why um, it's good to understand what's going on in other parts of the world and have empathy for other people's situation because then we can get perspective on our own. So right. I'll give you that, but you're still not going to solve the problem right. with just perspective. Perspective can set a tone for you mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, I have my perspective, but then you need to get out of your head and you will say, how do I do that? Yeah. You have to, and this is this is the practice of meditation, and you've been doing this now for a couple months, three months. Yeah. So you're, but is to it, get out 
of the thought pattern. This is, you know, go to the untethered soul. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop listening to the neurotic roommate. You've got to notice the thoughts that are coming and quit trying to out talk them. Let them go by, Mm -hmm. let them go by. And my, um, and let me say this for everybody. This is not easy for me to Mm -hmm. either, but I have had enough. You have practice. Yeah. When you're, when it's not your problem, like I, if you had this exact same issue, I would be able to give you wonderful advice, but because it's my issue, I can't give myself that same wonderful advice. Well, yes and no. I think a lot of the tools you and I use are different mm-hmm. because I what will happen is if I have a challenge, I will come to you and cry and be upset or whatever. And sometimes I do get in my head and mm-hmm. try and talk myself out of it. So I'm in agreement with you actually that sometimes I can get really stuck in my right. head. But your tools are more logical yeah. and mine are more are more emotional. Correct. So I will go take a bath. Mm-hmm. I will go journal. Mm-hmm. I will go listen to a song. I will go find quotes and make a – and I'm not kidding you guys. I'll make a brand new vision board mm-hmm. because what I'm doing is I'm churning through right. in a more kinesthetic mm-hmm. and in a more emotional way what's happening because I got to move that emotion through. And what you keep trying to do is think it out. Think it out inside of my body. Well, and then there's the other thing. And I'm not going to say this is the male point of view, but let's say it's the masculine point of view. Yeah. As the masculine, you go inward and you try to figure it out. Like when a lot of times when a husband has a bad day, he just wants to go in the basement, go into his man cave, watch football and think it out in his head. And sometimes that works. But for me at this point in my life, that doesn't work. So I need to say it out loud to you. And now here I'm having right. a mini therapy session sure. with our audience, right. uh, but hoping that maybe some of the audience can kind of like relate to some of these things. Well, and external processing is the first thing because sometimes when we go inside and some people say that really works for me, it can if you know how to self-soothe. I mean, a lot of times the going inside is the breathing. So there is no right and wrong. So if you use something, you or anybody else that you're like, well, I do go, I go by myself, I'm alone, I don't talk it out, I breathe it through. Great, if Mm -hmm. that works, because that sometimes is what I need too. I just need to be alone and separate. But I think the thing that the big shift for you, like where you are, you're kind of on this precipice, is that when you recognize you can't change it with your thoughts, that you can bring some new awareness, you can bring some new quotes that can kind of shift and, and move some of that thinking, but that... The, because a lot of times what we do is we'll say, well, I'm feeling uncomfortable about this. So here's what I'm going to do to not feel this discomfort right. anymore. Instead of going dropping below into a heart-centered place and recognizing that we can move through it, that maybe we can just be present for what's happening, right. that we don't need to have the brand new plan or the new book or the new – but we can just write it. Right. And when you do that once or twice – you're like, okay, the exact same things happened. Like you're not going to detach from it. You still got to pay these bills. Mm. You still got to take these calls. Mm. But you're no longer going to be in the heightened sense of anxiety about it. You're going to be in your heart about it. And you'll realize it's identical to what Eckhart Tolle says with worry pretends to be necessary. Anxiety pretends to be necessary. Fear pretends to be necessary. You can do all those things without that heightened emotion. Right. So you so running away, we mm-hmm. talked about a few weeks ago, yeah. running away is pretending this isn't happening. Right. And a lot of people will say, see how conscious I am? I'm, I'm you escaping. know, I'm escaping. No, that's not. You've got to still be present, but you don't need to add the suffering right. to it because you know the perspective is 
that this is it's big, meaning that it's bringing up triggering feelings and you're figuring stuff out about yourself, mm-hmm. but it's small in the scheme of things. Right. And you can, instead of beat yourself up about it, that can give you the sense of grounding you need. And you may need to write this out. You may need to put on your mirror, I am challenged and I honor the way I feel, but this is small in the scheme of things and I will stay here. Right. All right. And and the thing is, is here's the thing. For everybody, and I'm going to say this to myself too and to you, we have to do this over and over and over again. Practice. The more we practice it, we go into a more of a habitual way of handling it, which is good. But when you've got habits that have been in your body for 43 years, not to mention childhood trauma about what happens when there's issues with money, that's a lot of work, Todd. I know. So let... So be gentle with yourself. Just go easy. Look at a picture of your little boy. Yeah, I got a picture of him up there. Look at him and say, I'll take care of you. You're okay. Mm-hmm. And again, this is for anybody who's done inner child work. That's meaningful to you. But it's not just for people who are in therapy. Our children are screaming all the time Some, you know, when things happen and they're afraid. Um, I want to share a uh, resource from a previous podcast, zenparentingradio.com slash 225. We talk about that poem, The Whole. Yes, the whole. And that's a really good, uh, I'm not going to regurgitate it here, but that is a really good lesson because I want to get out of the hole and I'm just not out of it. And what if you accept that you're in the hole and you still can be happy about your present moment experiences? I want to be happy in the hole. Yeah. I just want to be happy. But like today, we've gotten up, we went to the parade, we're going to have a fun barbecue. Like instead of saying, I will be happy once this is over, it's why don't stupid. you be happy in the midst of it? I know, it? I know. I'm trying. No, don't, you're not stupid. I didn't say I was stupid. I said, I know, I know. Oh, I thought you just said it's stupid. Maybe I said that's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to replay that part. In slow-mo. What about our second partner, sweetie? We got to move on. Oh my gosh, we're 41 minutes in. John Kelly, he's our awesome dentist. Uh-huh. And he's going to take my, uh, he's going to help our daughter Cameron have a beautiful smile, hopefully by the end of uh, school year. Yeah, her little, her brackets she's, are coming she's off. She's ready to take them off. So uh, ChicagoDentistOnline.com. If you have kids getting into the brace uh, part of their teeth growth. Oh my gosh, what was that? <laughs> the brace part of their teeth growth. <laughs> if you have children who are going to be needing some kind of orthodontic I, or dental work. I want to say like their ages, but depend, the ages are always different. Could always be seven, different. could be 12. Correct. But yeah, if they're He's looking at orthodontist, yeah. if you're looking at an orthodontist, check John Kelly out, 773-631-6844. What was that quote you just said? Let's not. The Let's, growth part of their teeth, something. Teeth growth. <laughs> Head full of teeth. Um, all right. Um, listener question. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Uh I don't know who this is from because I have a bunch and I'm not very organized. My middle daughter, age four, is free-spirited, sweetie. My husband and I both recognize that I let her get away with more and rarely follow through with consequences. I also think to balance me out, he has become much harder on her to create some needed structure. We always talk so how she we always talk about how, about how she is so far gone in her own world. That is nearly impossible to get her attention and focus to follow through. She is incredibly smart, sweet, and happy girl, and I would love some suggestions on how to get her to follow through with her responsibilities, picking up her toys, for example, without creating a power struggle and still embracing her wonderful free-spirited nature. Well, 
it sounds like she's she an amazing kid. She said we can kid. use her name. Her name is Michelle. Okay. Sounds like she's an amazing kid, which all of our kids are amazing in their own ways. Um, so that's great. And I'm glad that they recognize that. I think the first step that I always say, how old is this child? Four. Okay. Is I was going to say to ask her, to ask this little girl. Mm-hmm. Something that's important in our family is we all have to put away our toys. So what can we do to help you have this responsibility in our family? Because what's happening is it sounds like they have other kids. The other kids can hear the parents differently, mm-hmm. and they seem to follow through. They have three three girls, ages seven, four, and one. So while well, the one-year-old is probably not doing a lot of picking up, but the seven-year-old is following through, and oftentimes, not always, but first children tend to have like more of that kind of thing where they're a little more structured. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of saying, throwing up our hands and saying she, and you didn't say this at all, Michelle, but saying our, that this daughter is irresponsible or that we start to put a lot of labels on it where we start to beat ourselves up and beat them up and think that we're doing something wrong and there's something wrong with them. When really they just have, as you said, a different viewpoint of the world where they're maybe a little, they're not hearing they don't hear you the way that the older daughter hears you. And so the work is not to figure out how to force or or come up with the next best consequence, but how can she hear us? Can we make putting away toys a game for her? Can we ask her to, you know, once she takes one toy out that she has to put another one back and try a lot of different things? And see what works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may say, oh, but that's so much work. That's kind of the name of the game, meaning that in weak, and, and a consequence may be necessary sometimes. Like, I'm not saying you can't at all be frustrated sometimes because, hello, we yeah. all get there. But what I'm saying is I think sometimes we're trying to use the same things that other people are using or that we use with the first kid. And we have to be open to our own creativity. Mm-hmm. With every child, what's going to work for them? Well, and my only thing, and I don't know, I, you know, a, a one paragraph email does not begin to no. give us no, a perspective no on what's going on there's in no the way. household. But yeah. the only thing I would say is she's four. She's really young. She's really young. So just go easy. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's kind of why, like, you know, she may, she's four. Like so if she, she was seven, I would say, okay, time to you know, maybe put some consequences on there. Not that a four-year-old can't, you know, receive consequences, but, you know. But even that, put some consequences on there. What does that mean? That means we're not doing this until you do that. This and then that. Yeah. Exactly. And because when you say consequences, yeah. a lot of people okay. think, oh, put her in a timeout. Right, right. And, and what consequences just mean, like Todd said, or like we're talking about, you can't move to the next thing until the toys are put away. And the person that needs to be patient in that process, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is us. Yeah. Because it sounds like maybe sometimes you're like, oh, I'll just do it because she didn't do it. And then we have to take responsibility for the fact that we are teaching her that it's okay right. to not. Right. And so really the work in here is not so much about how do I change my kid, mm-hmm. but about how do I make sure – 90% of the time, because sometimes we just need yeah, to clean it up. Screw up yeah. right. You know, let's be gentle with ourselves. But sometimes when I'm, when one of my daughters is doing things differently or experiencing things differently, I have to find in myself, how am I going to approach this differently rather than how am I going to change her? Right. And if we can start there, then we're starting at least from a conscious place. 
Very good, sweetie. I want to do another question, but I feel like we want to talk about your book because we had a big, uh, yes, big we, thing last last week. We had a big week. So what happened? So I think I mentioned on the last podcast that my book, "Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn: The Power of Self Aware Parenting." So my third book won an Indie Excellence Award. Yes, nice job, I was very happy. And then I got news two days later that I won a International Book Awards Award. Very different. Yeah. So I'm very pleased to say that this book that came out last November that I don't – and I don't want to say I don't think about it. I, I'm very proud of that book. But, you know, kind of when you're done with something, you're mm. like, okay, you know, we move on to the next thing. But that it's been uh, nationally and internationally recognized and I'm very Congratulations, thankful. sweetie. Thank and you. on behalf of all of our listeners, I will say congratulations Thank to you, you because it is an amazing book. So, And you can get it on our website if you really think that it's worth something – Get on there. That's right. So uh, you can go to zenparentingradio.com and go to um, uh, the store. And if you buy through our website, I sign it. If you buy through Amazon, I obviously can't, but that's okay. Well, no however signature. you want to do it. Um, and uh, that's that. Um, and our last partner is Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. Uh, Jeremy Kraft, he's our friend. He's our bald-headed beauty. He is. Um, so what else, sweetie? Um, Kickstarter, baby. Kickstarter. Get on Kickstarter and help us out. Look at help the, yourself. Look at the link. If you have not gotten anything from us, then go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe because for the next 30 days, Todd and I are at full court press. You're going to hear a little bit more about this. That's a sports analogy. Nice job, sweetie. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I know it's something that it's good. I'll teach you. Okay, good. So help us and please consider getting your dates ready to come to our conference on March 11th and 12th, 2016. Zen Parenting Conference with people we love. With some amazing speakers. You're going to have the best time. And if you're a sponsor or a vendor, jump on now because we can't wait to partner with you. Keep trucking, everybody. Have a good week. Adios. Adios.